What's up, Steelers fans? Welcome to a very special draft night episode of Talking Steelers Football with Steely Cam. As we speak, the Indianapolis Colts are currently on the clock. Uh, it's the second round of the NFL draft. I'm going to do a little bit of a lot, not a live stream, but a, uh, a live reaction thing here. Uh, the the Browns are up next, or two picks away, and the Ravens pick right after them. So we'll at least hear my reactions to those picks as they happen, uh, if not the Steelers pick. So, as you all know by now, last night at the 20th overall pick, the Steelers selected uh, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett. He's a guy I'm sure you've heard of. He's a guy who you've probably seen a lot of his college ball. You've probably heard the biggest knock on this guy is his hand size. He only has eight and a quarter inch mitts, so he does have, uh, they're on the small side there. Um, if you still don't understand why that's an issue for a quarterback, it has nothing to do with him throwing the ball. Uh, it's about being able to hold on to the ball when he's under being when he's taking heavy contact. Uh, it's obviously a lot easier for a guy with larger hands to hold on to a football while he's being sacked than it is for, for a guy with smaller hands. Try palming a basketball as your buddy tries to smack it out of your hand uh, and see how well that goes, and then try doing the same thing with a tennis ball. Uh, the, in, because you can't effectively change the size of your hand for this experiment, changing the size of the ball is a good uh, facsimile to that effect. I don't know if he's a transformational guy like Ben who gives you a chance to win any game that he's in regardless of the situation or the supporting cast. Uh, by the way, Andrew Booth, uh, the cornerback from Clemson, was just drafted by the Vikings. He's a guy that uh, myself and a lot of Steelers fans have had their eye on. It should be mentioned that uh, the Ravens were the clear winners of the first day of the NFL draft. Um, they traded up to get uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, the clear number one safety in the draft. And they also traded up again to get Tyler Linderbaum right at the end of the first round last night. They had to give up Marquise Brown to do it, but they took two of the top players at their respective positions in one round and one draft. That's That's how you make your football team better, so... Um, the Steelers are going to have a lot of work to do to to to, to keep pace with them. Um, and by the way, the Bengals took the other safety that the Steelers were looking into, uh, Dax Hill from Michigan. So the AFC North keeps getting better, and uh, we'll see how uh, Kenny Pickett ends up keep keeping pace with those guys. Uh, we won't be able to know what those guys are for a good five years or so down the line. Um, so the jury will be out until then. I, w I was happy to see Trayvon Walker ended up going first overall. I've been running my mouth all over Twitter saying that he was my favorite uh, defensive lineman from Georgia. Uh, and to be vindicated there, to see that uh, he, he not only being the first uh, D lineman from Georgia drafted, but the first overall. Uh, I was kind of feeling my oats today. Another notable pick, the Pats traded back to the 29th pick in the first round, and they ended up drafting Cole Strange, a guard out of University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, he's a guy I watched the, in the Senior Bowl. I, I had remembered him in my initial watchings uh, getting pretty much manhandled by Travis Jones, the big D tackle from UConn. I went back after the Patriots picked him last night, wondering what the heck were they looking at. And in at a second watch, he he did a better job than you would expect for a guy of his size against a guy of that size. I, I question the value there for a first round. It'll be interesting to see what he turns into. Uh, Bill Belichick is a guy who you hate to question his wisdom because he's made us all look pretty dumb time and time again. Uh, it looks like the Browns just traded their uh, 12th pick in the second round to the Houston Texans. 
And that pick is now in. Uh, we'll, we'll wait to see who that is uh, as the Ravens are now on the clock. I should mention that Arnold Ebichetti, my favorite Penn State guy, uh, was taken by the Atlanta Falcons early in the second round. Um, so he's off the board now. Uh, Jaquan Brisker and Brandon Smith are still out there. Uh, those are two guys I have my eyes on, my eye on because uh, Brian Flores was at Penn State's Pro Day, as were uh, inside linebacker coach Jerry Orlovsky and the defensive back coach Grady Brown. Those guys were all there, and uh, Jerry Orlovsky even ran Brandon Smith through his uh, some of the drills they were doing there. So they got a long look. They got a long look at those guys. Um, Brisker is now the top safety on the board with uh, Hamilton, um, Hamilton, Hill, and Lewisine all went in the first round last night. As uh, day two of the draft continues to unfold here, both the Browns and Ravens pick before us in the second and the third. No, I, I, I lied. The Browns just traded their second round pick to the Texans, uh, who are, and their, their pick is in. We're waiting for that to be announced, but the, the Ravens are actually now on the clock. Um, Steelers are still five or six picks down, <clears throat> but uh, the the Browns and Ravens also have a third round pick there before the Steelers pick in that round as well. So uh, the Ravens have a long history of snaking the guys the Steelers like. Um, they always draft exceedingly well. They have a lot of picks this year, ten picks, even more picks. They trade for even more picks, and I'm sure they're giving some of those away to move up. John Mechie the third wide receiver from Alabama was the was the pick for the Texans there, um, as the, the Ravens are now on the clock. So, as I wait for that pick to roll in, I just want to take a look at some of the best remaining prospects that are still out there. Obviously, Malik Willis, uh, he was the guy we all were expecting to be announced as the Steelers pick last night. He's still on the board. Um, not sure how long the other, the rest of the quarterbacks are continuing to fall. Um, Obviously, Pickett was the only one taken last night. Uh, Nicobe Dean is the top inside linebacker still out there. Uh, my favorite inside my favorite inside linebacker still available is uh, Leo Chanel. I keep trying to make a joke on Twitter about the 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who apparently is, that's a reference that nobody gets in 2022. So basically, there are these uh, four turtles who live in the sewer and get mutated, and now they're half human and they do karate too. Um, uh, one of them's Leonardo, he leads, uh, Donatello does machines. Raphael is cool, but he's also rude. And then Michelangelo, obviously, is a party dude. Leonardo, obviously, Leo Chanel, Steelers inside linebacker, still new leader. Donatello does machines, that's Miles Jack, obviously, needs no explanation. Cool but rude, that sounds like Spillane to me, because he's got this, that heavy hitting, he's kind of a, not a polite way to greet somebody the party dude that's obviously marcus allen because he went to penn state so at this point i gotta i gotta go to devin bush and i gotta sorry buddy uh, we don't got a turtle for you we gotta we gotta cut you his seat might be getting a little bit warm i think i mentioned that before but now that i've had the ninja turtle epiphany uh, if that crystallizes your feelings on 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 the inside linebacker position for the steelers at all i know i put out a poll a while back about whether you feel better about the uh, the linebackers position as a whole or the defensive line positions as a whole and it seemed like the consensus there was people people were more trusting in the linebackers. They'd rather take a lineman. Uh, they have they're more skeptical of the Tuit and uh, and Aluwalu of it all, and they're 
I, I've guess forgotten about all the, the the mess they said about Devin Bush last year. Uh, the Ravens pick is in, and it is David Ojabo, uh, the the edge the edge rusher from Michigan who hurt himself at his pro day. He's gonna, I think he's gonna miss all of his rookie year, so he's gonna need a, to do a bit of a redshirt situation. But uh, so that's that I that's a good pick for for Steelers fans. At least uh, the Ravens aren't getting any better this year with that pick. Um, they always draft so well. It's so annoying for those to watch those guys pick. Speaking of uh, another Penn State uh, defensive back, Armani Awarie, whose name I freaking nailed just now. Uh, the Detroit Lions are now on the club. Their pick is in. Uh, we'll see who that ends up being as the Commanders uh, assume the clock behind them. As I said earlier, the Washington Commanders last night picked Jahan Dotson in the first round. And that was another thing that was uh, surprising to see last night was the run that happened with wide receivers. In a year where the the story of the draft is how strong the wide receiver class is, it was kind of surprising to see so many of them go so early because a strong class means you can wait on those guys. And the, the Lions traded up like 20 places to get their guy it seems like what people what we've been saying about the quarterback position where if he's your guy you you pay the cost to go you pay what it costs to go up and get him um it seems like a lot of teams paid that put applied that logic to the wide receiver position where they they found a guy they fell in love with and they they weren't going to take the chance of another team taking their guy so they they paid the cost to do to, to be the boss and they went and got their guy Joshua Pascal was the pick for the Lions uh, from Kentucky, defensive end, as the Commanders are now on the clock. It's still so weird to say. I'm glad it's not the what they used to be called, but oh, all these teams changing their names. I'm I, I'm only 30 years old, and it's still I feel so bad for an 80 year old man who's been a a Rams fan for the last 30 years of his life. He he maybe moved out there with a band in his 20s, and he had a fun time for a couple of years, and it fizzled out. He got himself a nice nice place in Calabasas, gets season tickets to L.A. Rams games, and all of a sudden they abandon him. They move off to St. Louis. And now, now he's got nothing to fill his Sundays. He starts doing heroin just to fill the time because his wife's always talking at him and his kids are on heroin. Sad, sad stuff. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Rams up and come back. And with all the gentrification in L.A., the guy's like, oh, I sudden now I can't come to your games anymore. It's a tale as old as time, and it's a story you see in the sports section at least once this football season. It's a real tragedy, and I wish it, it were, I wish it weren't the case. But you know, what are you gonna do? I'm 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 sitting here doing a podcast, not running for office. Please do not write me in for any presidential elections. I am only 30 years old. I cannot legally serve. Write me in to be a senator. How about that? You can either catch me outside, uh, or you can write me in, or you can write me in for your local senate election. Fedarian Mathis, defensive tackle out of Alabama, selected by the Commanders. Um, as the Bears are now on the clock. Guys who are still available, uh, Sky Moore, wide receiver. He's been heavily linked to the Steelers. Uh, bloodlines with Mike Tomlin's son. Um, he's a little, he's a little bit undersized, but he is a guy who can fly. Um, Travis Jones, that big defensive tackle from UConn I mentioned earlier. The rest of the quarterbacks are still available. Um, Sam Howell was my favorite. I've spoken about him. Um, I thought that he might end up sliding to the second round but still end up being the best quarterback from this draft, and I still believe that. He may end up at this point even sliding to the third round, so some team's going to get a fantastic value there. 
Pickens is the prototypical X-type receiver, which means he can beat a press, he can separate, uh, he can play in the slot. Uh, Skymore can pretty much only play in the slot. Pickens, he's a little more versatile. Jaquan Brisker, obviously. Leo Chanel, uh, another inside linebacker. Chad Muma. Uh, D'Angelo Malone, another edge rusher I've heard about, linked to the Steelers. Uh, all these guys could still be available here. Uh, if I already guess, I'd say it would be a wide receiver at this point. Oof. Chicago Bears take Jaquan Brisker. As a heartbreaker, I had my heart set on this guy. I knew he wasn't going to make it to the third round. I thought they were. I, I was pretty sure they were going to go wide receiver in the second round. So I thought there might be an outside chance, but I guess not. Uh, I guess it's going to be Edmonds' year after all. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Edmonds was drafted, but he was coming into a threadbare cupboard. Uh, he was the only guy there. They needed him to be the guy day one. Uh, so that was a lot of pressure on him, and it probably it may have uh, stunted his development a little bit. Having the luxury of uh, of your rookie safety being able to play behind a guy like Edmonds, uh, being able to bring him along slowly in sub packages, that would have done wonders for a guy coming out of college trying to learn the speed of the NFL game. As the Saints step onto the clock, with the Chiefs and Eagles following them. And only they stand in the way of the Steelers' pick at number 52. Who's it going to be here? And while I was gone, the Saints drafted Elante Taylor, cornerback from Tennessee. Uh, and the Chiefs have traded their 18th pick in the second round to the Patriots. That pick is in. We'll wait for that to be announced as the Eagles are now on the clock. And then the Steelers will step to the podium after them. I just stepped in the other room for a minute. I have the Red Sox game on. Uh, Rich Hill, in what must be his 45th year of human life, is blanking the Orioles, throwing about 79-hour cut fastballs. Uh, it's a thing of beauty. It's a thing you love to see. The Patriots drafted wide receiver Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor as the Eagles now are on the clock. And actually, the Eagles pick is now in, so the Steelers begin to ponder. Um, we'll see who that is. I'm not saying that I believe this. I'm, I'm just saying I wonder if the Steelers' plans at quarterback, with, they end, of course we know they ended up taking Kenny Pickett, I wonder if their plans changed at all uh, with Dwayne Haskins' tragic passing. I wonder if that changed their calculus at all, that they now they now wanted the more pro-ready guy and they didn't feel like they had time to wait on whatever Malik ended up being. I think the fact that the picket pick was announced almost immediately when the Steelers were on the clock last night is evidence that uh, when all those guys were on the board, it wasn't even a question. They knew who they were going for. He was their clear number one all along. But I just think I was wondering if it was something to consider because uh, obviously they the Steelers like to have four quarterbacks going into camp. They usually carry three on their initial roster, and one of the the guy who ends up shaking loose from the 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 preseason ends up circling back to the practice squad. Um, so I I do expect them to add another one, whether. That's uh, an undrafted guy, whether it's a free agent brought in, maybe they're going to trade for Baker, although I doubt that at this point. The most likely scenario is they do end up doing an RG3 Alex Smith thing and taking another quarterback later in the draft. 
Uh, obviously, that was two first-round picks. Uh, this would be a, kind of a different situation. Some later-round guys that I've taken a look at are Caleb Ellaby, uh, Sky Moore's quarterback, Bailey Zapp, and the kid they brought in for a visit, Chris Oladukun. Um, some of those names could be in play. If someone gets hurt in the preseason, all of a sudden you're down a guy. Put some added pressure on your rookie quarterback who you were gonna, maybe planning on bringing along slowly. Uh, maybe it forces your hand at uh, some, of the, some of the plans that you ended up making. Uh, the Steelers have had some bad luck lately with some plans that they've had with uh, uh, with Chooks Okorafor. Each of the last, it feels like each of the last three years they've ended up uh, spending the entire offseason having him prep to play one position and then flipping him to the other side at the last second. Uh, the Eagles picked Cam Jurgens, a center out of Nebraska. Um, <clears throat> he's not a guy I know a lot about. Uh, the Steelers' pick is in. Uh, I can't wait to see what that is. Uh, dollars to Donuts, it's a wide receiver. Um, do I think it's going to be Pickens or more? Let's see. Pickens would be good as an X. Uh, Deontay Johnson's your X right now, but he might be wanting a little bit too much. He might be wanting a little bit more money than the Steelers want to give him. The slot receiver is, uh, I don't know, maybe Gunnar Olszewski at this point. Uh, I'd like them to see Chase Claypool as a big slot. They tried it a little bit last year and got away from it after it didn't work out. I, I think back to that, the Denver game and the, the long run after the catch that he had when he uh, he was actually matched up with Von Miller there he was in the slot on that play and uh, he the the touchdown that he had where he elevated uh, in that in that Denver game in the end zone in between three other guys uh, he was all he lined up in the slot on that play too okay the Steelers select George Pickens wide receiver out of Georgia your boy called it feeling my oats tonight Two nights in a row. That's what I'm talking about. How do you like me now, Steelers Nation? I'm going to take a celebratory sip to drive that drive that one home for you. Ooh, that is smooth. Oh, it's smooth because I filtered it twice. Comes right out of the refrigerator filter right into the Brita, folks. I do not take chances. <sighs> no, I don't. Oh, George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Let's take a look at this kid. I got to do a cut up on him. I can't believe I didn't do that. 6'3", 195, a little bit of a little bit of a bean pole there. Decent length, 32 and 3 8 inch arms, sub 4'5 speed. Uh, he's not he's not he's not the burner obviously, but he's going to replace what you need if Deontay's gone. Uh, decent leaping numbers, 33-inch vertical, 125-inch uh, broad jump. By the way, I've I thought a little bit more about it. Uh, broad jump, that's going to be your hot dog style because there's more overall length there. Vertical jump, that's Hamburg style because you're piling on your toppings. You got your lettuce. You got your tomato. You got your bun, patty, lettuce, to pickle, tomato. I forget how. You got your whole Krabby Patty situation. So you stack that up. So that's your vertical jump, that's your Hamburg style, and the broad jump is the hot dog style. Uh, I thought I was very clever last week um, with that little improv I did, but uh, I, as I continue to think about it, I found out, I, I came to the conclusion that I was a complete jackass. I beg your forgiveness. I think you kind of have to forgive me now that I nailed this Pickens, this Pickens pick here. I can't wait for you guys to see this and give me my props. 
Proppers. The story on Pickens is he's coming back from that torn ACL. Um, you've probably seen highlights of him bullying guys off the off the off the snap, uh, beating presses. He he pancakes defensive backs who try to press him. Um, he it's, he's it, it's a wonder he hasn't drawn unnecessary roughness penalties. He's just rude to some of those guys. Um, he's. He's gonna do. He's a fantastic contested catch guy. Um, I think that that might be an area they're a little bit frustrated with after some of the performance that they had from Claypool, especially down the field, uh, especially down the sideline, uh, up the field last year. Deontay had some nice contested catches, but he also had some perplexing open field drops, which is why I think the Steelers may not be willing to pay what he wants in this offseason. It's why they picked a guy who can fill his shoes if need be. So it's a pick. I, I'm going to, I think I like this pick a lot more than I like the pick in the picket pick. Uh, but again, that picket to pickens combo, that's going to be spicy. That's going to be huge. Uh, Steelers fans are going to enjoy that for a, a five, a good five, 10 years. As far as who's left for the third round, uh, I th- I'm I got my fingers crossed that Chanel drops. If Chanel's not there, I still think Brandon Smith might be in play. Or Chad Muma. I really I I'm I'm really crossing my fingers that the Steelers do something at inside linebacker because I I th- Devin Bush is gone after next year at the minimum. I I think you should you might be you should you should might you might should rush that timetable a little bit and kind of t- cut ties with them a little bit earlier than that and he might not not even make it to the season so i'm not going to keep talking all the way to the third round pick uh i will jump into pickens tape and i'll have to start downloading some of Pickett too um i can't believe i didn't get i didn't get to his cut up before the draft process uh it should have been a priority but I will get on those, and I will have those up in the coming weeks. So I'll talk to you guys next week, but until then, for the first time of the 2022 season, uh, here we go Steelers.